Uh, I am Jules. And I'm Sophia. And this is the, the Austin, Austin Archives. So this week we are once again on Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility, the first book that Austen published in 1811 about our, well, supposed to be in, in canon Austen land about Eleanor and Marianne. And occasionally their younger sister, but really those those two, Eleanor and Marion, and how they're kind of two two sides of the same coin and Eleanor has the sense and Marion has the sensibility. And I feel like we each time just make note of the age differences between what's the sisters are supposed to be so Eleanor is supposed to be 19 Marion is supposed to be 16 and a half and Margaret if she's ever in the adaptations or in the novel is supposed to be 13 the movie that we watched for this week's episode was uh, Material Girls which is a 2006 movie uh, directed by Martha Coleridge um, and it stars Hillary and Haley Duff as the two sisters. Um, and then it's also got Angelica Houston in it and Lucas Haas. And I just realized another person that people may know is Dot Jones, who she has a very brief role as uh, somebody that, you know, spoiler alerts, is in jail with. Hillary Duff at point at one point in the movie. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and so she was she was on Glee, and she's been a whole. She has a huge, uh, like I don't know, filmography. Filmography. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's the word. It is now. <laughs> but yeah, so she's oh, and apparently she was also in the 2017 season of American Horror Story. So. This week's quote is not by any particular person, actually. It's the narrator um, talking about Marianne Ooh, in okay. chapter 15. Um, she was without any power because she was without any desire of command over herself. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, we thought we would bring up because um, that's, I think, one one of the themes that I liked in this movie is that the, the deaf sisters um, who are named uh, Ava is Haley and Tansy is Hillary. Um, but they kind of start off being pretty vapid, not really knowing what's going on around them and kind of preferring it that way um, to by the end of the movie, they're taking like matters into their own hands and like getting the company back into shape Um so, like, they they kind of go from not having any power because they don't really desire, like, to have that power to realizing they need to get their lives in order. And then when they do get their lives in order, they, like, everything else just kind of follows. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I, they definitely start in this movie as very privileged teenagers and don't know a whole lot about the, I don't know, maybe real world is what I'll call it for now. Of like, uh, we'll get into this later, but there's some pretty funny, weird scenes when the sisters have to interact with pretty basic things like parking a car or uh, doing public transportation. And then they have to, you know, go and deal with that because their, their roles in life have been shifted and they now have to come into, oh, let's actually think about how to be functional people and take back what we feel like is still ours in this company. The secondhand embarrassment in this was so real. Like, it was even worse than the 1971 adaptation for me. I don't know about for you, but, like, I wanted to die (laughs) (laughs) for the first half of the movie. Okay. I don't know if I felt as much secondhand embarrassment. So I'm curious where you felt, like, what was the the time where you were just like, ooh. Whatever that is referring to in my brain is second hand embarrassment moment. <laughs> that Whoa. is I think that's the sound I literally make when I'm feeling the second hand embarrassment. Um, yeah, so that was very accurate. Um the the one I think the the one of the biggest ones for me was when I get up to their housekeeper in Nez's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um who she's like, oh, you can stay with me because they burn their house down, which is how they lose the metaphorical Moreland, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they just give their keys to the guy on the side of the road, and he obviously is going to steal the car. And I'm just like, oh, why? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, and then um, let's see. And then the other one is when they show up to the engagement party and like aren't on the list. Uh, and then mm-hmm. they call their their friend, uh, played by Ty Hodges, and are like, hey, we're here, let us in. And he's like, what, I'm not, I decided to skip it. And they're like, we're looking at you. And he was like, what, it's not me. And it was, like, super funny, but I also felt so bad for them in that moment. Because, like, their life is just going to shit. And, mm-hmm. like, this is clearly something that, like, at least Ava's been holding on to as something that, like, at least she has this one good thing in her life. And it doesn't turn out to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, like, instead of secondhand embarrassment, I think it was just, like, maybe just anger at them. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely annoyed, too. It's not, you know, they are very, very stupid. That's, I mean... At the beginning of the film, at least. Um, like, I don't know, stupid, but just like not informed. Like they're just so put in this bubble of having rich privilege and access to a lot of things that I, I can't even imagine. But just you know that that being uh, a way that they have interacted with the world up until the point where they lose their company and burn down their house which we should get into both of those things 
but um, <laughs> like that that whole turnaround being they're they're stepping outside of their bubble and they just don't know how to interact and so I think my my anger was more of like a, oh my gosh you're so privileged that you can't even deal with this situation ah what are you doing yeah and I mean and when I say stupid I don't mean like they have little intelligence because obviously they are sharp. Like Ava's good at like managing the business side of things. Once she like kind of realizes she has to step in and Tansy is like some sort of biochemist genius, which threw me off. Um, (laughs) But, but just kind of like that, like that kind of dumb naivete, you know, like they're super trusting and I don't mean, like, when I use the word dumb, I don't mean to be disparaging against people who are, like, naturally very trusting, but definitely that, like, it's not, like, a wise thing to be doing, you know? Sure. Yeah. Both of those situations, you're like, oh, okay. You have so much to learn, you you sweet summer child. Yeah, I mean, to their credit, they do learn. I mean, we get that like epilogue six months later thing at the end of the movie and like their business is doing great and like they're back on top of it and like tansy has started ucla so it's uh yeah do you want to talk about like kind of the confusion surrounding which sister is supposed to be which and i say that with like an asterisk at the end of it this is very clearly not a sense and sensibility adaptation in that they ripped elements like purely from the book, but more right. of like they took kind of the, the spirit of things that were going on and then tried to translate it into modern day. Um, yeah, it wasn't so the, clear <laughs> all the way sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they, they kind of lost it. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't think that necessarily the sisters have to be like, copies of Eleanor and Marianne but I mean with two sisters there's definitely supposed to be one that's more sense and the other that's more sensibility and it seemed at least to me that they kind of had sense and sensibility in equal measures Mm. yeah they definitely had some elements of a little bit of both of them Uh, this is a note that I have pretty early on in my watching because when I watch I do like random notes of interest uh, so, this says, okay, I'm pretty sure Hilary Duff, Tansy, is our Eleanor, and Haley, Eva, is our Marion. Uh, Tansy says she wants to study. When they're out partying, that seems like an Eleanor move. The romantic interests of both of them, which we can get into more, but just the way that um, the the Tansy and oh gosh, what was the the name of the that character? Ava? No, the um Oh the boy. Henry, the other Rip. the other dude. Rick, uh as he was played by Marcus yeah, Coloma. Um yeah, just like the way that they were interacting uh, reminded me somewhat of Eleanor and Edward in just like a newer way. Like there was definitely that tension there, but uh, there wasn't 
a lot of clear follow through from either of them of like, I am interested in you. It was just sort of like, we're flirting with each other, but we're not going to complete that loop. You know, it was just, it had that like talking about that, like spirit of sense of sensibility. And then the way that um, Tansy and Henry were interacting reminded me a lot of Marianne and Colonel Brandon of like, we don't really like each other. Oh wait, no, we kind of do, you know? Yeah. And I, and that makes a lot of sense to me. I guess the only thing that really tripped me up is that, like, Tansy was, she's, you know, a lot more emotional in in the way that, like, she doesn't want to let go of her dad and she keeps watching his old, tea, like, TiVo recordings and, like, you know, it, it doesn't want to sell the company and feels betrayed when Ava says, well, maybe we should. Whereas Ava's a lot more pragmatic, like, we need to focus on, like, what's going on right now, you know, like, Tansy is the one that's like, our dad would never do that, and Ava's like, well, you know, uh, and she eventually comes around to Tansy's side of things, but, but when they're doing the investigation, Ava is very much like, okay, this is what we have to do, you know what I mean? It was just like, it felt between the two of them, even though Tansy was like smarter about things in a way Ava was a lot more clever and I feel like Eleanor is is both of those things like she's both clever and smart um whereas Eleanor is you know she she's not stupid but she's a lot more sentimental and emotional about things sure yeah I don't know that was my I hear you I that was sort of just my best guess as to who is to who but it was definitely like not not clear on. Yeah, they both have elements of Eleanor and Marion in them. Like I'm gonna be real, the script was pretty awful. Um, <laughs> but I'll be damned if the if the Duff sisters didn't give it their best shot. Yeah, they they certainly did. Yeah, I'm I'm relooking at the IMDb page. It has four out of ten stars. So not a very well-loved movie is what it is not. And I feel like the, just the everything about it is not the best. But yeah, the, the script leaves a lot of things to be desired. There's a lot of things to be desired in this, you know? Yeah, and I guess it's, it's hard because there were so many elements to the story. I felt like it was hard to go into in-depth about any particular part of it because they were trying to cram it into uh, A, a movie that's only an hour and a half long or like an hour and 37 minutes and B, a movie that is very clearly made for teenage girls. Oh yeah. You know? This is definitely like teenage girl content. Yeah, so I think you know, if we, if this had even been tweaked so it was a little bit more serious and not so like you know, like, oh, this is just, like, a fun, cute little movie. Like, actually, there's, like, corporate espionage in this film. Yeah. You know, uh, Tansy gets arrested and put into a holding cell, which is kind of played off for last, but that's, like, a serious thing. It is. Um, And, yeah, there's, like, a whole lot of, like, just deeper social issues going on that this film doesn't, like, acknowledge at all. You know what I mean? 
it's kind of like, oh, this is just a plot device, you know? What if, like, no, I want to know more details about, like, the breakdown of why this corporate espionage is happening instead of just getting, like, a one-off answer, like, oh, like, I was your father's best friend and he should have left the company to me. I'm like, okay, but, like, you had to have put this plan in place a while ago for it to turn out as well as it did because he right. really did ruin the reputation of the company, like, overnight, which is super hard to do, you know? Yeah. Honestly, though, it reminded me a lot of like, uh, I feel like Disney Channel movies are like pretty good overall, but like really cheesy version, like off brand Disney Channel movie. It reminded me a lot of that. It just had like fluffy elements that were very targeted to an audience and, you know, they had elements which did make sense and I could follow pretty well, but there was a lot that I was just like, oh, okay, this is happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. yeah there, was a, there was a lot of that for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think overall I had an enjoyable experience watching this movie. Oh, Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it was a movie that I'm ever going to watch again. Oh, probably not. Can I read this piece of trivia, though, that changed my life? Uh, yes. Great. Written for Mary-Kate Olsen and Ashley Olsen. Anna Hathaway and Lizzie Lohan both auditioned for the roles. They eventually went to the Duff Sisters. What? That's a wide range of talent right there. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. What this film could have been. I feel like I I like the Duff Sisters, though. They did a... I feel like you said this before, but, like, they tried for what this movie was. Yeah. You know, and, and, like, they were part of the reason why it was so enjoyable for me. Because they're, they're obviously they're sisters in real life, but that translated really well to the film, I feel like. Like, their relationship felt like a sisterly one, you know? And I think that's something that we noticed with, like, last time's movie. Um, I found it, like, there's something that was missing in the previous adaptations of, like, that kind of sisterly companionship, which is probably a product of, the time like if you're making a film about people uh in the early 19th century or like late 18th century um there seems to be a reservedness around even like family relationships but now mm-hmm. we're kind of moving into more modern times and and you really see that like you know they go to bed and Tansy is like I'm never speaking to you again and then the next day is like, good morning. And I was like, yes, I've had that experience too. <laughs> Sisters. Yeah, I feel like I really thoroughly enjoyed the the Duff Sisters slash, um, oh gosh, what was the name of their, the sisters had, uh, Marchetta, the Marchetta sisters and the Duff Sisters both had a very, loving relationship with each other and even when they were fighting they still had these really lovely moments of coming together and being like okay we need to like be together one because we're like in this together but also working to this common goal of trying to get this company back 
and maybe our lives back to maybe not the same, but just like to a place of cohesion. Well, and I think, uh, you know, at a point in the movie, they stop caring about money, you know, mm-hmm. like, and they start caring about the truth because like they could sell out for getting $30 million a piece. Um, right. But they decide in the end that it's their father's name means more to them and the truth matters more to them than being set and getting out of this hellhole that they consider themselves in to be living with their maid in a shared room <laughs> and wearing like yesteryear's clothing. I think it was like last season's clothing. It wasn't even like a year. I'm like, oh, it's so old. I'm like, I mean... <laughs> It looks just very 2000s, but I think you're going to do okay. Yeah, we all had questionable fashion choices in the 2000s, I feel like. The 2000s. Like, if you ever want to know what the 2000s looks like in fashion, maybe try watching this movie for a little bit. And you'll just be like, aw. Because this is just so much is so thoroughly steeped in 2000s. The hair, fashion... The way that they were talking Yeah. The TiVo, those, like, psychic phones, just, like, everything was, oh, iconic. 2000. Yep. It really was just a better time, I feel like. (laughs) I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't care about things like chunky highlights or overplucked eyebrows or... (laughs) Bejeweled cell phones, you know, we just did our thing and enjoyed it. (laughs) Just dressed dressed to the max, lived our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the only thing that I was really questioning in this movie in terms of the 2000s and what things could or could not do. So I guess maybe mild spoilers for this movie, but... The Manchetta sisters are having, like, I guess, a benefit for their father. And it leaks to the public that the um, their father has, I don't know, the healthcare line, skin line that he has, has, like, resulted in people getting these really crazy rashes and... As they're giving a speech about their father, there's, like, people watching videos and sending videos about this scandal. And I had this moment of, like, no, 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 no. This is not a thing that I feel was capable in technology back in the 2000s of, like, sending videos and watching them on the phone and then, like, somehow sending the video to a projector like that's not a thing it was not a thing no i mean to be fair though i don't really know a lot about how those cell phones operated back then because anytime i accidentally hit the internet button i had immediately like press the power button like six or seven times to make sure that my family didn't get charged for like (laughs) the the amount it cost to go on the internet i guess that's fair yeah, I did actively avoid it because I was just like, no, 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 because it costs money back in the day, kids. It was like Youngins 10 out cents. there. 
Yeah, it was like 10 cents a minute or something crazy like that. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you indeed. Um, yeah, so I guess I don't necessarily know, but like, I feel like just speaking of the, um, the capability of sending a, a video on the internet to a projector, I feel like is not a piece of technology that has been uh accessible maybe until very recently on phones yeah I mean I completely agree with you there I just you know thought it was funny that like these people were so rich they didn't even have to worry about the internet charges (laughs) I guess yeah that is a thing yeah I mean that also I was wondering about because they have these moments in the in the movie where their credit card doesn't work and their car got stolen by them believing that there was a valet service. Weird. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) the one question that I had was their cell phones still worked all throughout the movie, but who was paying those cell phone bills? How did it still work? These are the questions I want to know. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I guess if I was really thinking hard about it, which I guess the movie doesn't necessarily want us to do, I would say (laughs) that it was paid for in advance. And also, this, again, this movie takes place over the span of, like, a week and a half. (laughs) You know? Yeah, until, like, six months later. Yeah, so, like, the first act is, like, a week and a half or whatever. And then um, the second act is six months later. Well, it's not even really a, sec- a second act. It's like an epilogue. Sure. I still wanna, I still wanna question it. But I also agree that this movie doesn't want us to think that hard about things. It's not meant to question necessarily, although it's fun to question it. Yeah, I can just imagine like Martha Coolidge. Cool. Okay, I've been saying Coolidge. It's Coolidge. Uh, I think Martha Coolidge, if she ever listens to this, will be like, "Why did they put so much thought into this?" (laughs) (laughs) Because no man, no, so much more. If you say it's loosely based on Jane Austen, we're gonna watch it and we're gonna discuss it. Yeah, and that's that start to wonder about it and try to poke holes at it. Uh, I mean, just to poke more holes in it while we're on this thread, the names of people in this movie. Let's discuss. Yes. Um, Ridiculous is a descriptive word that I would use. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Never heard of the name Tansy before this movie so it's short for tanzania of course it is <laughs> how like... was there a, a scene <laughs> that i missed that explained this though uh i it's very oh my god i feel like when ava and tansy get into a fight she uses her full name like tanzania uh, and I was like, that's a, that's a weird name to have, especially when your sister's <laughs> name is frickin' Ava, which is, like, 
It's not super common, but at least it's like a person name and not a country name. Yeah. I mean, maybe Ava was also short for something. That's true, and we just never found out. Never found out about it. Yeah, somehow I missed the Tanzania line. Amazing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, let's see, the other name that bugged me is Etienne, which is their, like, gay BFF. Right. Etienne was the name. Yeah, well, he's they say, oh, I don't think he's even Brazilian, which implies that he's been telling people he's Brazilian. But Etienne <laughs> is a French name. So, it sounds French. Yeah. It's a, just like a, I just had like a little question, just like a tiny one about it. Sure. I think that's logical. I also had the same question about the name of Etienne. I also have a question about the name Fabiella. For Angelica uh, Houston's character. Yeah. Fabiola Dumont. Um, what a name. Yeah, that's... I mean, I can't imagine... She's from, what What did she say, Atlantic City? can't imagine that her dad named her Fabiola. That must be, like, a name she picked when she decided she was going to be a big cosmetics person. I mean, maybe that's true. I don't know. It might be one of those things of like I feel like rich or higher class people have more interesting named things for their children or themselves. So maybe that's a piece of the puzzle, but still just wanna yeah. throw in the the poking holes genre. The names Tansy and Fabiella and Etienne. What's up? (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just like unfairly prejudiced against people from Atlantic City. Um, (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is super wild, and apparently it has. uh, It's rated seventeen percent by Metacritic. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and Hillary and Haley Duff both got Razzies for their performance, which I don't think is fair. Oh. Okay, they were doing the best they could. <laughs> They're trying their best. If anything, give uh, what's his face Tommy the spoiler alert the bad guy. Give him a Razzie for the worst okay. accent I've like ever heard. Trying oh. to be from New Jersey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I spent a little while trying to figure out like where are you from? Yeah, well the actor uh Brett Spiner is from uh freaking Texas. So apparently that's what he thinks people from New Jersey sound like. I guess I mean it sounds like a New Jersey Long Island double combo to me. As a person growing up on the East Coast, I was just like, what? I don't, where in the world are you from? Yeah, so that was, that was my issue with him, was his accent. <laughs> um, so. But, and I guess we haven't really talked about Angelica Houston, but uh, she plays herself, as she plays, I think, in every Basically. movie she's yeah. ever been in. <laughs> 
Like yeah. she's I feel like Angelica like, Houston plays very similar characters in every role she's in. It's just like just like the bad maybe not bad, but like somewhat of the villain of the piece a, a lot of the time. Well, yeah, I mean with the exception of the Adams family um sure. in which she played Morticia Adams, obviously. Um, all the movies I've seen her in, she's not necessarily the bad, bad guy, but she's the difficult person to deal with. Fair. Um, and I just feel like she kind of embraces that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I I most know her from Ever After, which is a favorite of mine. If you have not watched Ever After Kids, please watch that. Yeah, it is a really good the, movie. Like, one of the best Cinderella adaptations that will ever exist, probably. But I feel like her character in that and her character in this were very similar to each other. Of just like, you have not great intent, and I don't know how to read you, and now you're not a good person at all. Okay. I now you've got me thinking about Ever After, and I haven't seen that movie in ages. So good. It is. It is so good. People go watch it. I mean, you could watch Material Girls too, but I think of the two, I would rather you watch Ever After. Yeah, (laughs) I would recommend Ever After much faster than this movie. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't regret watching it, but I definitely, like like I said, I wouldn't watch it again, I think. Here's, here's a note that I want to raise to the table. All right, go for it. <clears throat> One moment, Ava and Henry are flirting. The next moment, there's a cat. Ava acts like she's never seen a cat before. She thinks they have rabies? That was a big... That was the scene that <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. yeah, that definitely happened. Um, that was super jarring for me because they go from hating each other to almost kissing and then the cat ruins the mood and they immediately hate each other again. Yeah, it, that was uh, just a lot of things happening within the span of, I don't, I don't even know if that was like 10 minutes. Um, I actually watched the clip of it, and it is two minutes and 47 seconds long. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It feels so much longer. (laughs) Because Henry had a great line, and I wanted to go, and I wanted to remember what it was. Um, And so I found just the clip of it on YouTube and watched it. I was like, oh, that's only two two minutes and 47 seconds long. All right. Jeez, yeah. I feel like, well, the context of that is there. So Henry is uh, kind of a lawyer. I This is a question I have about both of the romantic interests. It's like, what exactly is your job? So we'll come back to that. But Henry works in a law office at the very least. And so Ava and him are like partnering on trying to get to the truth. Like we had said before, and then they are eating pizza and just having a moment. And then, I don't know, I guess there's, like, cats in the, that office. And Ava freaks out like she's never seen a cat before. And they're, like, a weird alien creature. It's just a lot. 
friends is what it is. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It was definitely a lot. Um, made me question a lot of things about what I was doing with my life in that moment. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is funny because, like, he, he is a lawyer. He works for a legal aid clinic. They, re- they originally meet because he goes and, like, requesting aid from the charity <coughs> aid from the Marchetta company. And Ava's like, oh, you've got, like, bags under your eyes. You should use some preparation aids for that. <laughs> and then later they go to his office and, like, we, we need your help. And he was like, no. And so I was like, all right, no. fine. <laughs> and then he decides to help them. But, like, what can a lawyer do at that point? Like, they don't have anything, you know? Sure. Like, yeah. he definitely he definitely helps out, like, in the end, like, figuring out the legalities of everything. But I feel like for most of the movie, he's just kind of sitting there looking pretty. I mean, I feel like he's supposed to be pretty. I have a note somewhere in here about, oh, here it is. Henry's mop, mop hair is not doing him any favors. We love, we stand, though. <laughs> He has really bad haircut is what I thought. Just like the hairstyle of him specifically was just not flattering. But it was also kind of 2000s-y. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking when I saw his hair. I was like, oh, this is such a 2006 movie. (laughs) A lot of things about the hair were 2006 movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, like wreck a little bit I guess because he's just like such a nice person like he helps them park their car whenever they come and like we see him and he pushes back all their reporters so that like the girls can escape without like getting chased and then like catches up to them in his car and gives them a ride and it's just like he does the most in the movie to help them like he's he's just a sweetheart Yeah, they have, like, a moment where they're going through the lab and getting chased by dogs. There's a lot in this movie that's just, like, this is just a lot. So that's another scene where they're, like, going through the lab and getting chased by dogs and then jump out into a trash, I don't know, trash receptacle, you know? But, yeah, he has so many moments where he just, like, saves them from something going on. I just really want to shout out just, hey, Rick, way to go, bud. Yeah, you cutie, you keep doing you. Yeah, he had, like, really good, I don't know, pop star hair, I want to call it right now. (laughs) Short and kind of spiky, and I was just like, yeah, (laughs) that's what's up, Rick. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It was... Like like we keep saying, it was completely 2006. Yeah, just so much 2006 content. Yeah. Which I feel like, I don't know, it, it made the movie, to me, just like, it wasn't there to be a good movie. It was just there to be a fun movie. And I had some fun with this movie. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe there's definitely. Just... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there was definitely uh, a lot of fun. 
Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, it just took me on, like, a nostalgia tour, if anything. <laughs> being, being back to my old 16-year-old self, hashtag millennial culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, this was a blast from the past for me. I was reliving middle school while watching it. <laughs> Yeah, which wasn't what, middle school was not great for me. So, at, like on the one hand, bad? I was like, ugh, and then the other hand, I was like, oh yeah, there was some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I I don't know anybody that enjoyed middle school. Um, and so if you're listening and you enjoyed middle school, I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, but you might be a psychopath. Or <laughs> just like I don't know what experience you had. So like. What experience did you have? Because I don't remember liking middle school that much. <laughs> yeah, Jules, it's a hard time, y'all. <laughs> Jules is going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I am not. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> know who like, the nice yeah. one is of this partnership. <laughs> Just like I'm curious. Like what happened? Because I don't know. <laughs> it's a rough time. Uh, yes, yes, it was. I'm on IMDb trivia. Here's another fun fact. Released to coincide with the launch of Hilary Duff's perfume, With Love. Strange, but okay. And the, um, oh my goodness. <sighs> What's it called? In the UK, right? What about the UK? Was it released? I, I thought that was only in the UK that that was released like oh, that. Ooh, maybe. Um, let's see. Where was it? Oh, yeah. In, okay, so this is what Wikipedia says. In the UK, the film was released on March 2nd, 2007 to coincide with the release of Duff's single, With Love, her album Dignity, and the UK release of her scent, With Love, Ellipses, Hilary Duff. Wow. Really going through that marketing punch, huh? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, they definitely, I mean, when you've got, like, this was peak Hilary Duff time. You know, like, she'd just gotten done with Lizzie McGuire, which is such an iconic TV show for me. So um, true. And it, it, she was still, like, riding high in, in her music career. Uh, and so I completely don't blame her for using this movie to, like, also help her sell uh, her music and uh, her new perfume line although it may be said that she used her music to help sell this movie and her perfume line <laughs> yeah some some problematic things maybe because if I only knew Hilary Duff from this movie I would not feel like I had the need to buy her music <laughs> yeah but, I feel like you know talking about how how iconic she was at the time I feel like People in general had enough knowledge of Hillary at the very least, if not maybe Haley too, and just was riding that that wave of 
power, maybe, of Disney power specifically to launch this movie and other things that they were working on. Why not? Get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ow, oh my god, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I I sat through this movie, obviously, because it was loosely based on Sense and Sensibility, which means we, we had to watch it. But I also <laughs> suffered through that beginning 20 minutes for you, Hilary Duff, if you ever hear this. So be appreciative. Because I love you enough to suffer through this. <laughs> it's all for you, Hillary. Um, yeah, I guess we haven't really talked about her a whole lot. But Inez, their, their maid, she just has this really powerful line. Which is weird in this movie to have a powerful line. But mm-hmm. um, after Ava bails um, Tansy out of jail... Uh, you know, they come home late and she says she's worried sick. And mm-hmm. Ava says something along the lines of, like, you don't even work for us anymore. And oh. then Inez says, who am I if not your mother? And, like, Ava cries and Inez cries. And then, like, I didn't cry. But <laughs> I did feel like I should be crying. You know? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just something about that. Like, she's been taking care of them. Because she loves them, not necessarily because they pay her. Right. It was such a sweet moment of just like, oh, this person like really cares about you and you're just trying to blow her off. No. She's like your found family or like family. Just like respect her, please. Yeah. In that moment, I think she also has a line that's something along the lines of like, you're my girls. And I was just like, oh, and this. Love yeah. you. I think the line specifically is, like, um, other than my two daughters, like, in Colombia, you two are my girls, you know? Oh, my gosh. What a line. What a moment. So, yay, Inez. Yeah, she's, she's the real one. I feel so sad because, like, you know, we're trying to talk about this movie, but... It's just, like, there's not really a whole lot to talk about, you know? It, like, it happened, and it was <laughs> enjoyable, but, like, we said earlier there wasn't really a whole lot of substance to it. It was more just, like, kind of an experience to have, um, and, like, I don't know. I just felt like it was, if you lived through 2006, you know this movie. Like was so true. Nothing that happens in it is going to surprise you. I promise. <laughs> Absolutely 100%. And if it does surprise you, like if you listen to this and you're like, I'm kind of interested to watch it now and you watch it and you're like, oh my God, I'm so surprised by that thing. Please feel free to email me and tell me I'm an idiot or like hit us up on Tumblr or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Like I will welcome that feedback from you. But like I personally believe that if you live through 2006, like, you're old enough to remember that time period you're not gonna be surprised yeah I feel like mm -hmm. it's just if you want to relive just a small smidgen of that go ahead and watch it you know just don't don't look for like a a solid movie just be there for a fun time and you'll have fun it's gonna be great 
yeah, I would really recommend this movie for people who do want to experience the better things of living in 2006. Because this, <laughs> this movie is really just, you know, it's a feel-good movie. And you feel good at the end of it. So it accomplished <laughs> its goal. It did. I feel like, well, what happens at the end? Well, <laughs> the, the six months later thing, that was funny. And then, yeah, there's just, like, some iconic 2000s looks at the end with, I don't know. I have a note about Tansy's ensemble with her big poofy hair and the... Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Forgot about that look. Um, yeah. But there's just, yeah, just, like, more cheese. And then they have, like, a blooper reel at the end. Weird, oh. but okay, great. <laughs> I actually loved the blooper reel, especially because um, there's this the scene where Tansy's like in the holding cell with all with like the three other women, and apparently the there's this line in the film where one of the other women is like, "I have an egg roll in my bra, just give me a minute." Um, yes, I wrote a note about that too. But apparently that that was ad libbed because the bloopers there's like four or five scenes where she says oh, I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my bra. Give me a minute. Or I've got a hard-boiled egg in my bra. Give me a minute. I'm just, like, increasingly more... Yeah. Just increasingly more bizarre things to have stuffed in your bra. And, like, I feel like people, like, people who wear bras, there's no room to put things in them. (laughs) Like, they're there for your breasts. Uh, I mean, and... I definitely fit a phone and wallet inside of my my boobular holders, so but like never her. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a hard boiled egg. I mean, I wouldn't want to, but <laughs> I, you know, I haven't tried yet. I just feel like that's a disaster waiting to happen, especially with the egg. You don't want to be wa- washing egg out of your bra. Those are expensive. I mean, not a raw egg. No, hard-boiled egg. That's I'm true. not saying no. I don't know. I, I feel like I cannot fit anything. And it does, like, busty people problems, I guess, is you can't fit anything in your bra. Oh, sure. That's fair, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel like I would love a movie of just that line happening over and over again. <laughs> it's just in that book reel. I was having so much fun with that that line being said in so many different ways. Yeah, I wanted a movie about those women. Why can't I watch that movie? Oh, she's so fun. I feel like this had a potential to be a good movie, but just going back to that idea of just, like, the way that they executed things just, like, didn't didn't make it a good movie. It's not, again, it's just not here for us to think that deeply about. But it could have been really an interesting movie if we had more time to think a little bit. Yeah, I would say that I I think the movie would have been a lot more enjoyable. Not that it wasn't enjoyable, but more enjoyable if, like, I would say 25% of the content was cut. I'm not saying to make the movie shorter, but I'm just saying there's, like, so much stuff going on in the background that if you had cut away some of that and left other plot points room to grow, 
it might have felt like a better movie. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of excess things that didn't necessarily need to be there. Yeah. I don't know. Again, just look for a fun time. And you'll be fine. If you want to watch this movie, I suppose. Yeah. I know. We're not really selling it, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's other really great movies out there. Yeah. And this uh, one is super hard to find, by the way. Unless you feel like going to your library and seeing if they have it in stock and renting it as a DVD or buying a DVD, it is not legally streaming. <laughs> um, and yeah. possible deniability. We will not say where we watched it, but <laughs> if that is something that you are concerned about, you cannot legally stream this movie online. Right. Um, so... Our quote we are leaving you with today is one that Henry says um, after the scene that we talked about a little bit earlier where Ava is terrorized by his cat. Um, (laughs) And he says, you're all frosting and no cupcake. (laughs) And I just feel... (laughs) I just feel like that completely... Like... Just that's the movie, guys. That's that is the movie right there. <laughs> all you need to know, really, it's all frosting, not cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. On a scale from the goodness of Inez and Rick to the script, <laughs> Ooh, what yeah. would you rate it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Hmm. I give it maybe like five five and a quarter stars for some reason out of uh, Ava being scared that cats have raised geese. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Next time we will be discussing the 2008 BBC miniseries. Yeah. Um, so we're going back to BBC but afterwards uh, I think that's the last BBC adaptation we have of Sense and Sensibility so we'll just be doing more like modern day stuff oh man yeah because this I've seen this uh, 2008 one before it's been a hot minute I don't really remember too much about it so excited to see it sorry go ahead Oh, no, I was just saying I'm excited to see it again because I don't really remember it. I actually have the box set DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, okay. Because I I liked it so much. Yeah. Nice. Well, I do not have the box set, so I'll see if I can find it somewhere. Um, The old interwebs. Yeah, I'm sure it, it, I think I saw it on Prime Video, but don't quote me on that. Nice. Hmm. Ah, Prime Video on Amazon. Fun. Oh, you can also watch it on Hulu. Love that story. Oh. 
So that's a fun fact. If you want to watch it in your own, looks like it's on Prime Video and on Hulu. If you want to watch it more legally, I suppose. <laughs> We have a Facebook. Yay. Um, currently only three people like it, <laughs> which is you, I me, and my friend, Sarah Louise. <laughs> um, so thanks, Sarah Louise, if you're listening to this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and let's see. We have a Tumblr. We do have a Tumblr. Um, it's the Austin. Yeah, theaustinarchives.tumblr.com. Um, let's see. We also have an Instagram, right? We do have an Instagram. Um, also at the Austin Archives, all one word. Look for our maybe like five posts now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, five posts. Woo woo. Um, and then we have our email, which is not the Austin Archives, confusingly enough. It is austin.adaptations at gmail.com. So email us if you'd like, you know? And I also realized you that people don't know, if you go to Anchor's website, you can actually leave us voice messages. Um, yeah yeah so if you really want like record yourself like asking us a question or giving us an opinion or telling us we suck even um <laughs> and we will listen to it and we might feature it on the podcast next week or not next yeah. week two weeks. yeah but whenever we get there that'd be so fun i know that um i also listened to the weirdest thing i learned this week and they've been doing that lately and i've been really liking it so leave us some things that you want to talk about we'd love to hear you yeah and I mean I know people are, are listening to us um not very many but some and we just want to take this time to say we really really appreciate you yeah thank you I feel like Anchor sent me a message that like three people had watched or listened to it maybe is the more technical term so hi three people and maybe more who might be listening to us on Anchor or Spotify or now we're on Apple Podcasts. And I feel like there's always at least four that I always forget each week. So, yay. Thank you, friends, for listening to us. 